When you travel, you are trying to get somewhere. In music, though, one doesn't make the end of a composition the point of the, of the composition. If that were so, the best conductors would be those who played fastest. And there would be composers who wrote only finales. People go to a concert just to hear one crashing chord, because that's the end. Same way in dancing. You don't aim at a particular spot in the room. That's where you should arrive. The whole point of the dancing is the dance. We thought of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to that end. Success or whatever it is, or maybe heaven after your death. But we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played. one of the local parks today and I'm near one of the uh, ponds and there's eight to ten Canadian geese as we call them in the States but I'm not sure if that's what they call them here in Canada in the water and one lone duck but I keep losing the duck because it dives under the water and spends more time underwater than it does floating I don't know if you can hear it, but the geese, I've never seen anything like it. I guess they're taking their spring bath. They either dive underneath, but only for a short time, come back to the surface, and then they throw water over their backs, flap their wings, and flop about. <laughs> and they all seem to be doing this. That's what you might see a little bird doing in a bird feeder. They seem to be, uh, <laughs> what's that phrase, uh, birds of a feather flock together, when one does something they all do it. Two geese got into the water earlier and when they started making a fuss then the rest of the geese decided to follow them. And when just one or two of them decided to flap about and do this I don't know, ritual or bathing routine? Then they all decided it was time. Where's that little duck? There's still a few over here on the grass nearby. Not ducks, geese. I've only seen one duck. That's the one I keep losing.
I'm assuming you can hear that. The other day, for hours, I heard a lone goose from my home, and it sounded like someone was torturing the poor thing. But I suppose it's mating season? There was the duck. I saw it pop up for a second and now it's gone again. There's a gentleman and his dog. I heard him tell someone earlier the dog's name is Max. He's a terrier shih tzu, apparently. It's very cute. I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be out here. The sun is shining. We've got mostly blue skies. And there's just this hint of green across the trees because the buds have finally burst and there's just a hint of these tiny, tiny little leaves. I don't know if you'd quite call them leaves yet, but <laughs> I'm being very optimistic. Last summer in this park, a lone deer went running through the park, through the middle of children playing, adults on picnic blankets and geese around, just running through the park. Earlier I saw a bird soaring overhead. It was very big, I don't know what it was. But it had a really wide wingspan. The sun is bringing all my freckles out. I'm looking like a freckle monster. <laughs> Is that another duck? It's another duck. It flew in and it was almost like it was skiing across the top of the water there for a bit before it finally stopped.
Max's father, the dog, Max, his father is making noises at a goose on the other side of the pond. Where he was. It's a quiet day in the park. I suppose I should get out of the sun and get on with my errands. But it's so lovely. I just had a strange thought. You know how cats and dogs have personalities of their own, and they're all different? I wonder if geese do. I wonder if they have their own idiosyncrasies. And ducks. The fox once came to a meadow, in which was a flock of fine, fat geese, at which he smiled and said, I come in the nick of time. You are sitting together quite beautifully, so that I can eat you up one after the other. The geese cackled with terror, sprang up and began to wail and beg piteously for their lives. But the fox would listen to nothing and said, There is no mercy to be had. You must die. At length one of them took heart and said, If we poor geese are to give up our vigorous young lives, show us the only possible favor and allow us one more prayer, that we may not die in our sins, and then we will place ourselves in a row so that you can pick yourself out the fattest. Yes, said the fox, that is reasonable and a pious request. Pray away. I will wait till you are done. Then the first began a good long prayer, forever saying, Gah! Gah! And as she would make no end, the second did not wait until her turn came, but began also, Gah! Gah! The third and fourth followed her, and soon they were all cackling together. When they have done praying, the story shall be continued further, but at present... They are still praying without stopping. The Fox and the Geese by Brothers Grimm